All right, welcome to another episode of Poly Confidential, Season 4, Episode 5. Wanted to talk a little bit about different dating styles in different cities. And I can only speak to the ones that I've dated in, so I thought I would talk about that a little bit. Uh, as many people know, Field is my preferred dating app. I've been kicked off of Tinder for being whatever, I don't know, too sexual or whatever it was. Someone kicked me off Tinder. Uh, and then uh, Bumble I use occasionally as well. I find the women on Bumble attractive, but a lot of times they're looking for relationships. So not always a great match. At least field everyone is looking to hook up. Everyone's looking to bang or do some weird kinky shit. With that said, here in New York City where I live, uh, dating is, well, I'll say it's easier for me than it might be for some. But basically I use this uh, analogy of like the cream rises to the top. So you have this top 10% or 5% of the men and those men usually, you know, they're six feet tall. They still have their hair. Their dick works. They're between 30 and 50. Um, you know, they have a couple bucks in the bank. Maybe they own a few things. So you have these guys and then obviously they treat women well. They're good at sex, all those categories as well. And those guys tend to get, you know, some of the hotter women or some of the more successful women or whatever it may be. And then below that, you have, you know, the, the mass dating pool where I just feel like a lot of those people, a lot of those connections, because they don't, they're not like real connections, they're not really turned on by the person, you end up hearing about all this flaking and canceling and, you know, oh, I match with these guys or girls and then they don't show up or they, they ghost me or whatever. And I feel like it's because they're just, you know, in this pool of people that's just like a mass meat market type of thing. Whereas if you're out there kind of knowing exactly what you want and looking for what you want, like for me, it's a, a woman I'm attracted to who's also highly sexual, doesn't really need to go out necessarily for dates, you know, is very happy to stay in and just bang for, you know, six to 12 hours or whatever. Um, because I already have a lot of those needs met with my primary partner and one or two of my others. Now I'm out there looking on field for people who basically want to come over to my place, you know, once we've met and established we like each other, come over to my place, spend between 6 and 12, up to maybe 24 hours here, um, having sex, taking drugs responsibly, having some drinks, uh, maybe inviting others over to join us. Like that's what I'm looking for in partners. So I'm dating with this specific intention. So I have no interest in swiping on someone who's like, you know, long-term minded thinking about babies. I'm fucking not wasting my time with that bullshit. Even if she's hot, we don't match. So by kind of being a little more picky and being in this slightly upper echelon of the dating availability in, you know, or inventory, here in New York, uh, we have this like unique group. And inside that group of, we'll say the top five or 10%, you run into each other. So I have now had easily, and this is not at all an exaggeration, easily 10 dates or you know, meeting up with someone through another partner who says, oh yeah, I totally know your sub. I slept with her like six months ago. I'm like, oh, you're the guy with the whatever who likes to spank and whatever. So it's really funny. You'll run into people who know other people that you've hooked up with. So this is very, very common in New York. If you think of it, the dating pool that I'm describing may only be, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 people at most. And that's not that much in such a very, very small and densely populated area like Manhattan or, you know, Manhattan, Brooklyn and parts of Queens. Because, you know, Southern Brooklyn, Long Island, New Jersey, those are all different dating scenes. And out in those areas, the people have to choose if they want to date in the city or not. 
So if someone lives like, say, a 45-minute drive from New York City, let's say they're in New Jersey, and they're a 45-minute drive, which means it's an hour train ride by the time you get to the station and get out of the station and take the subway, all that stuff. Now, the quality and the denseness in Manhattan is wonderful. So if they're willing to make that trek into the city, they could probably have four dates in one day, like four coffee meetups in one day with successful, available, fun, kinky, blah, 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 men or women. Now, if they want to stay out in New Jersey, where they are, where you have to drive everywhere, they may only have to drive 15, 20 minutes to the diner to have like a whatever, you know, to have breakfast together and get to know each other and do a vibe check. But it is not as densely populated out there. So if you're looking for a single kinky, fun, in shape man with who still has his hair is over six feet, his cock works, and he's open to X, Y, and Z, there might not be as large of a pool to choose from. So by coming into the city, these people who live in the outer areas of, this, of New York uh, are able to increase their chances, but it takes time. I personally love living in the middle of Manhattan or lower Manhattan because uh, I have access to such an amazing dating pool. And that is one of the keys to my success in having so many amazing partners. So in a future episode, I think I'll probably do it next. I'm going to run down my, uh, the list of partners. As everyone knows, this is called Poly Confidential. And you may know who I am, but I appreciate it uh, keeping everything as discreet as possible about my partners. And the reason being, you know, let's just say someone finds out, you know, who I am and then who my partner is. And I may be in some episode, I said, this partner loves hardcore fisting, anal and being peed on. I don't know. I'm not trying to out that person. I'm not trying to blow up their life. I just want to get the word out there in uh, like a consensual manner. And that's why we don't give out names. We give out very vague descriptions. All of my partners have a moniker or a, you know, a, a nickname that is based off of their personality or where they're from or something about them. Those names are never intentionally given. And it's hilarious because people on a first or second date always say, what's my nickname? What's my nickname? I'm like, it just has to happen. You have like something will happen and you'll just think about it and say, oh, okay, it makes sense now. So we'll go over all the partners soon. Next, I wanted to move on to dating in Los Angeles. I will say that there is a high inventory. There's lots of people on the apps. Getting them to commit to a coffee meetup is not the easiest unless you're going after that like driven type. And that's who I have found out in the L.A. area. Uh, thankfully, I already had kind of like a one partner in my polycule lives out there so we can hang out. She's a very like professional driven individual. If we make a date to meet, she's going to be there, you know, 10 minutes early. But a lot of flaking out there as well, you know, in general on the apps. Um, I've had some dates in L.A., but I prefer to date in Orange County and San Diego, as I said in the previous episode. Uh, so dating out in Southern California in general can be a little bit flaky. Thankfully, San Diego is a very small or a smaller city, so it's easy to meet. Most of the population is in central San Diego, like North Park, South Park, uh, El Cajon, like that. So you only have to drive maybe 15 minutes to meet someone. Los Angeles, you could very easily, and Orange County, you could very easily be stuck driving an hour. You might only be going 10 miles, but it takes you an hour to get there, and it's a pain in the ass, and you just don't feel like going on dates after doing that several times. So traffic, definitely a deterrent over there. In New York City, we have the subway. We could be anywhere in Manhattan or Bronx or Queens, you know, close to Manhattan. We could be anywhere in 15, 20 minutes, maybe. Uh, We have express trains here. In LA, you have 
HOV lanes, you know, the high occupancy vehicle lanes that are just as crowded as the regular lanes. So dating in Southern California, not great. Uh, the quality of the people, I will say the women I've met out there have been pretty awesome. Um, it's, you know, it's more of like a worker culture. There's not as many like entrepreneurs and go-getters out there. There are some, just not as many. So, you know, you meet like waiters, waitresses, uh, bartenders, uh, dog groomers, just like regular jobs. And that's awesome because they're on a schedule. So it's easy to meet with them. Um, so that's the Southern California area. I mean, obviously the women are fucking beautiful, you know, all the bikinis and such. So I like that, but it's hard to lock them down uh, through the apps. It's, you can do it in person a little bit at the bars and stuff, but that's not my scene. Uh, and then Europe. Dating in Europe is uh, a little bit more like dating in New York in the sense that the geography doesn't get in the way because they have such great train systems. You could be, you know, living in Zurich and dating someone in Geneva if you really wanted to, because it's just, I think, a two and a half hour train ride or three hour train ride. It's really easy. So getting around over there makes dating easy. However, dating culture is different. Um, a lot of people over there kind of have an established group of friends already. And that's kind of how they'll date as opposed to being on the apps. But there are, there's still a good inventory when it comes to being on the apps. I've met a few people that way. I dated a much younger girl. She was 23 when we were dating and I'm at the time I was like 42 or something. So almost a 20 year difference. And it was incredible because she had never really dated like a real man before. And it was kind of her fantasy to have like a, a big American guy, I guess is the way to say it. She was turned on by that. And I was turned on that she was like a, you know, hot little European girl. Uh, so that was really neat. Uh, we're no longer together. We don't see, we keep in touch, but uh, she wanted to date with more intent. So that's what she's doing. Had another partner who's an expat uh, from America, from the uh, basically the central north of the country here in the U.S., but lives in Paris now. We were just hooking up for a while, just kind of lost touch. Um, but the dating was good. She took me out, you know, presented me as her friend in her group of friends because she didn't want her friends to really know that much about her personal life. I said, I don't give a shit. I'll be whoever you want. You want to be your friend? You want to tell them I have a 10-inch cock? I don't give a fuck either way. So that was dating in Europe. Um, you know, their, you, their customs over there are more like you date um, the person or you're married to a person and you have an affair, like a, you know, a mistress on the side and everyone just kind of accepts it and it is what it is. But I was just there in the hookup culture and it's not as prevalent there as it is in New York, but it is, they do desire it. They just don't actively do it. You know, we're a lot more liberal here in New York City than they are in Europe. And then L.A. is extremely liberal, just not as serious and not as driven to, you know, go out, go out and get what you want from the dating lifestyle. All right. Coming up on 11 minutes here in season four, episode five of Poly Confidential. That's dating, dating styles, dating in different geographies. Uh, hopefully one of these days I can give you more of a dating take in other countries. I'd love to get down to Asia for a couple of weeks sometime and just hit the apps, hit the bars, you know, just see what happens. So thanks for listening. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to Poly Confidential.